0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Ashley Stewart. This is Awareness with Ashley. In this week's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the fact of what if chronic illness leads to unexpected opportunities? So, I've actually spent a little bit of time in the past talking about this in a different way. For those of you who are watching this, which is those who are my local supporters, on Locals.com. You can actually view this podcast in full on Locals. However, for the rest of you, you won't be able to see this, but I am absolutely just not feeling that good today. I've been so restless with my sleep over the past. I would say this is about day three or day four now, and it's been like I'm sleeping enough, but I'm waking up in the middle of the night like, multiple times, so it's not feeling like I'm getting a full night's rest. Like, my sleep is particularly picky on the way I need to sleep in order to feel okay. So although I'm still getting, often, seven, seven and a half, eight hours of sleep, I'm not feeling like it because I keep waking up with these... (laughs) interruptions during the middle of the night. It's really hard to explain to people because I'm actually someone who needs sleep as it is and then throw in this chronic illness stuff and I just feel absolutely zombie-ish today because of it. That being said, you may also notice that my lighting is a bit worse today and that's because it's like super cloudy and not very nice outside. For those of you who are kind of wanting more... Quick daily updates, I'm actually on threads now and I posted about this on threads because about a week and a half ago I noticed that I felt that sensation that I get when I feel a falling away during my non-duality stuff. The quickest way to describe it is you feel like you're dying, It's and it is a type of, it's an ego death basically. Your ego interprets that as kind of it feeling like it's dying. And so you kind of get that feeling in the moment. And I don't know if i am still got some residual, unconscious, something coming up with this recent falling away, so that's what's causing my restlessness at night, or if there's just something else that is unconsciously coming up that I just haven't picked up on yet. Because honestly, I feel like I'm pretty equanimous, actually, like, I'm not feeling stressed at all, I feel pretty good, but this restlessness that I'm feeling at night, I'm starting to wonder is maybe not a sign of something that's coming up. Getting into the quote for this week, maybe it's not always about trying to fix something that is broken, maybe it's about starting over and creating something better. So this quote is by an unknown person. I actually found it on a website. This particular quote stuck out to me more than a lot of them have, actually. If we're going to be talking about the more positive things about chronic illness, this would be probably the biggest for me. When your life is changed in what feels like seconds because of a chronic illness diagnosis, we feel like we are broken at that moment. A lot of times so many things will get pushed to the side because we have to focus on our health a bit more than what we're used to in the past. What if instead of treating this as a negative, we treat it as a positive? So obviously when you're in that moment and you're being diagnosed and you're going through all of that, you have an excruciating pain or you're going through a flare-up and having a rough time, I don't think it's fair to be thinking like this and i I actually think so think that that pushing people to feel that way is a bit of a toxic positivity. But I think overall if when you're feeling okay, if this happens enough and you have opportunities that come up because of having your chronic illness, it can be actually a positive thing that you're set your life in a direction. That wouldn't have ever happened likely if you had have not had that thing happen. Actually, one of these big things for me has been my social media stuff. And there are times when I wish I would have picked a different topic to talk about. But I think sharing this gives the most overall to the audience. Like There are other things that I enjoy too that I probably could have started a YouTube channel about. But... This I feel is the most helpful for people and I kind of like to have that with my content. I like to have that feeling that I'm actually helping someone. I love this quote because although some past did end for me, there are so many things in life that I know probably wouldn't be in my life if IIH and migraines hadn't happened. I use the example of my current job, which I absolutely love and I've stated that so many times along with meditation and this journey with non-duality. I separate the last two because they really are two different things in a way. I've covered this in past videos, so don't forget to go check those out. But that being said, the three biggest things in my life are pretty much here because of this whole journey. So, like, my... The time that I spend a lot of time at my current job is there because I was in the position to be there. Meditation and also non-duality. So non-duality is what I describe as my spiritual part of meditation. It's they're not mutually exclusive and they're two different things but they kind of are. So like I meditate for many different reasons, but my spiritual work actually doesn't always happen during my actual daily meditation, if that makes any sense. It's really hard to explain, actually. I definitely wouldn't have done a meditation retreat had it not been for the people that I know and these people that I trust. These three biggest things in my life are pretty much there because of having chronic illness and along with the suffering that comes from having chronic illness I've said this many times recently to the people who actually know me quite well and I actually share a lot of this meditation and non-duality stuff I'm actually quite private about it like actually the closest people in my life don't really understand much about this and I don't hold that against them it's something that you either kind of get or you don't and it's something that you're either drawn to or you're not. And it can be a little bit destabilizing if you're introduced to it before you're ready, essentially. So that's one of the reasons why I don't talk about it. But another reason why I don't talk about it is because you're trying to talk about something that is not really able to be talked about. There's not really words to describe what non-duality actually is because our language is naturally dualistic so there's a subject and an object and non-duality those things just aren't there like you don't experience them in the same way you did before and like i said even trying to explain what non-duality is is really difficult and I don't want to push someone into that when they're not ready. I think this realization comes with going through the grieving process. Not many people understand that a grieving process comes with chronic illness as you essentially grieve the life you had before. Even when the diagnosis takes a while for those of us with rare diseases like IIH, that grieving process still occurred after diagnosis. So as I've said and shared multiple times on my channel, My diagnosis process took about seven, eight months from the time I first started experiencing symptoms to the time I actually was told, this is what you have. Migraines were a couple months later after the IIH stuff was kind of under a bit more control and I was still having a lot of similar symptoms. And so because of that, I went through a grieving process from about the time I was diagnosed and really... I don't think this grieving process ever ends, like, the cycle can repeat, especially during rough periods and times when I'm feeling frustrated with something. Now, this doesn't happen quite as much as what it used to because I'm on a good preventative for my migraines, so there's a lot of times when I'm actually feeling quite normal, if whatever that word normal means. But that being said, there's still a grieving process and like with grief with other things in our lives, when you go through a grieving process, that process really never does come to a completion. So although that grieving process doesn't end, you do kind of find an acceptance about where you are with that. This acceptance can lead to... I think, bigger and better opportunities that may not have existed before. Not many people understand that there's a grieving process that comes with chronic illness. You really only understand this if you either have gone through a chronic illness diagnosis yourself or you know someone who is currently in that position and you're very, very close with them. I think when it comes to this grieving process, we need to make people more aware of it. I think a lot of people don't understand that this grieving process is a thing. I think it can take a lot of people by surprise when they're going through it. Like, maybe not so much that they're questioning what's happening, but I do think that it's a little bit of a shock in how much you grieve that life that that you've kind of said goodbye to, basically. It is, I think, equivalent of the ending of one major chapter in your particular story and the start of another one and the book doesn't have to be terrible after that uh, latest chapter ends in fact it can get better and that's another reason why so going back to i think it was a couple weeks ago i talked about this being a story and how you can write a a better story And along those similar lines, it's kind of what I'm getting at with that is you can use this as an opportunity to make the most out of your current situation. I also feel like I'm kind of in a lucky place because although I've gotten back a lot of what I lost due to being in remission, so much has changed. In the end, I do feel like this has been for the better overall, but it's often not seen that way until you frame it that way and then you're also looking back on it in kind of a past view which does require you know thinking and it's just a thought it's just part of your story but i do think that in the moment and especially when you feel that suffering which i'm going to get into the topic of suffering because no suffering in the in the moment is something that we should normalize but that being said that suffering i do feel is what leads to these better opportunities because you realize that I no longer want to go through the suffering, like how can I make the suffering end, and that's what introduced me to the meditation, and ultimately the non-duality, and spiritual part of this was, I was just tired of the constant suffering, and I wanted to make the most out of this current situation, I'm turning 29 in a couple of weeks actually, and so I want to make the most Out of every opportunity that I can, I don't want to be held back because of an illness that is just a diagnosis and part of my story, essentially. So although things have changed so much, I I do feel like it's been a better overall course and direction because... I used to struggle massively with anxiety. That's actually one of the reasons why when I was talking about how I was feeling earlier, I would immediately put it to some type of anxiety, actually, because I used to suffer really, really badly with anxiety. And now I don't feel that anymore. It's that's been the most a lot of the freeing part. And again, like for me, I know I haven't really noticed this until I've taken a really deep inward look during my meditation or when I'm kind of feeling into what's going on in the moment, which is what I often do with this practice of non-duality, this in the moment, it's often when you're feeling deep into that suffering that you're experiencing that you really look back and go, well, this actually led to all of these opportunities. So getting into this topic of suffering, this doesn't mean that the suffering is okay. But what if we stop that mental torture that happens because we don't fit into society's views of what success is and actually made the best out of a bad roll of the dice? From what I can tell, most people who are actually successful from societal standards are suffering in many different ways, much of which is things like they're unhappy overall with their current job, they feel like they're not really all that successful because they're not feeling happy, they constantly think about finances which I mean finances are important it's how you live and all of that but no amount of money is ever going to make you feel fulfilled and happy you're always going to want more and that being said the true happiness comes from human connection connecting with The world in a deeper way, in my opinion. Some people will describe fulfillment maybe differently. There might be people actually who have a lot of happiness because they fit in perfectly with societal standards. I know that's not me. I don't like the constant anxiety. I don't like the constant, I guess, obsession over time and, you know, all of that. It's just not the way I want to live. So many people appear to be happy, but they're not really happy. How many people can honestly say they love their job? How many people find true happiness and fulfillment in everyday life? From what I understand, it's not many. Hence the I can't wait until the weekend and why does it have to be Monday again cruise. I actually don't really care what day it is. If I'm tired, I actually can feel this way about it being Monday just because I'd like the extra day of rest. But... Honestly, it passes pretty quickly. Like once the time comes and I go to work, it's just like, oh, just another moment in the day kind of thing. Like I think for me, that's been another very freeing part because your relationship with time actually changes. So you know that the thought of it, oh, it's this day of the week is just a thought and it's just a part of the story. Once you're actually fully in that moment, you're okay with it (laughs) essentially. It's really hard to explain actually. Although maybe not the starting over part, but the creating something better I think is always there as an opportunity and I think a lot of us have that opportunity when it comes to sharing our stories and what we've been through. I think this opens creative opportunities if that's what you're into. Now some people may not feel the need or desire or want to share what they've been through. It's can be very very tough. I actually found sharing my own story to be quite therapeutic and it's still quite it. It still is actually and it's been a really really important thing to me actually. It's nice to know that you're not alone but it's also nice to know that there are people who are experiencing what you are and going through the same challenges often around the same time or maybe before. I know a lot of people come searching for my videos because they've been recently diagnosed and are kind of overwhelmed with the whole situation because they're given the diagnosis and that's pretty much it, put on medication and not really given much help with the other important parts of managing all of these changes. When it comes to, like, what I found has been, like, the biggest creating something better for me, it's actually my spiritual and meditative stuff. I've met amazing people through getting into this, but I know that if it wasn't for the suffering that I had with chronic illness. I probably never would have opened my mind to even trying a meditation practice, let alone sticking with it. So, although I mention my YouTube stuff, for me, I feel like the biggest contributing factor to why I feel like this has created something so much better is because of the impact on my personal life with the meditation and non duality. Although I may have found Zubin, who is on Z as MD, who actually introduced me to meditation i don't think i would have been open to the meditation stuff without having him who's naturally skeptical also on this path <laughs> so with that being said i think that's where i'm going to end this i hope you guys have enjoyed this one if you're wanting to you can follow me across social media I am on pretty much every platform at this point. You can find me on Instagram and Awareness with Ashley, same as on TikTok, YouTube and Facebook at Ashley Stewart. And I guess on Threads, it's also Awareness with Ashley. And on Twitter at Ashley Stewart94. Although with threads now, I honestly am pretty much just putting my videos onto Twitter and that's it. I'm not really engaging very much on twitter at all anymore i just i find the constant bombardment of news just a little overwhelming particularly when i'm feeling this way if you're watching this on youtube please do subscribe and hit the like button it helps get our podcast out there if you're wanting to watch this in full quality you can do so on locals although I only can upload to 720p currently if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting platform be sure to subscribe leave a review it helps get the podcast out there and helps get it so that more people find it who can benefit from it so with that being said thanks for joining me for this particular episode this week and I hope to see you in the next one bye everyone